Warning. This podcast will contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous podcast. What's going on with you, my boy? You know what I'm saying? I'm good, man. I'm good. Another day, uh, another day podding. Man, I'm feeling great, bro. Um, besides the rain, I, we've been getting all day out here. Uh, I've been having a good day. Good deal, good deal. We had a we had a little we had a little midday shower. It wasn't too bad. Um <clears throat> It was. It said my phone told me that morning it was supposed to rain from one to four, but we probably got like fifteen, twenty minutes of rain. And it was out of mm-hmm. here, so I was grateful for that, man. Like everybody yeah. always talk about, oh man, I wish I could be outside like y'all FedEx drivers. But like, yeah, y'all say that when it ain't raining. <laughs> so, <laughs> but when it's raining, they'd be like, I feel for you, man. It's nasty out there. For sure. Uh, but yeah, man. So, so, so another good day, man. So I can't complain. For sure, man. It's uh it's like that, man. You know what I'm saying? It's been it's been on and off, you know what I'm saying, like crazy. So you know. You can't really do too much about it. Oh hell no. I know you can do about it, man. Shit, people people get paid a lot of you on TV, man. And when it comes to the meteorologists, man, they just they just be saying shit and never lose their job. Be wrong ninety percent of the time, and people bullshit. Yeah, that's true. That is definitely true. So, um, listen, man. You know what I'm saying? It's another. You know what I'm saying? This is the second episode of the week, and you already know how we do, man. We get into um, we get into our what we watching. Soundboard is still down, y'all. So bear with us. But um, let's get into it, man. What what do you, what have you been watching uh that's new? On um, that's new, um, so I wanted to talk to you about one thing that I'm watching. But the new thing that I'm watching, man, is a show. Um, I didn't expect for it to be what it is. Um, from the from the trailers, they didn't really um get into this one part of it. But um, I watched the first episode. It is a uh. It's an FX show, you know what I'm saying? I got it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show I was telling you about with Andrew Garfield. Yeah. And it's called uh, Under the Banner of Heaven. Mm-hmm. And basically what it is uh, from the first episode is that there's a very gruesome crime. Um, a woman, a wife is dead and a baby, uh, I think it was six months, eight months. I can't remember how old the baby was, but it was decapitated, head chopped mm-hmm. off. They go into the house, one of the worst crime scenes I've ever seen, blood everywhere. And then the husband shows up. He's bloody, blood everywhere, all the type of stuff. So he's a suspect. So they take him to um, to interrogate him. And he's going on and on about these stories, telling these stories about how they they are in Utah and dealing with the Mormons, um, the dude. The husband, he has like four brothers or something like that. 
and all of them got at least three, four kids. Like it's a huge Mormon family. Like the uh, the girl that was uh, murdered, she was originally from Idaho, and and she went. The reason she was in Utah is because she went to BYU. Like it's a whole bunch of stuff. But like, so basically, it's just Andrew Garfield is playing this detective, and his partner is an Indian guy. He's originally from another place, so he's not really. Like they don't like he don't understand like the Mormons and all of that type stuff. So mm-hmm. it's 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 a murder investigation, but they're throwing in this Mormon stuff and it's kind of you know what I mean. I didn't see that in the preview. So like I said, I only got one episode in. One episode okay. in. So I gotta I got I gotta see where this takes me, man, because like basically like what this dude is doing, like why he's being interrogated, like they they showing you the story of the lead up of what's going on and all this type stuff. So yeah, it's pretty all right, man. But you mentioned a couple of episodes back, um, and I'm also watching the show as well. Uh, you mentioned Atlanta, mm-hmm. and what they're doing with this show, man, is 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 crazy, man. Because yeah. I, I think that you you have to kind of know about some things that's been going on for a while. In this last episode, you know what I'm saying? They had my boy Chetana, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> From the Golden Globes, you know? <laughs> hey, yeah, listen. So if people don't know what I'm talking about, like, so this was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chet Hanks, Tom Hanks' son, was at the Golden Globes talking in Patois or, or whichever one he was doing. Yeah. And like everybody was making fun of him, but they were like, yo, Chet is out here living his best life. Best life. Yeah. So for them to take a clip of him doing that shit like two years ago and put this shit in the show and say that this dude <laughs> babysitter <laughs> was this damn woman that died and he's <laughs> talking that way. And the people are like, yo, like your accent is pretty good. You know, like where are you from? Well, they asked where are you from, and he told them. They were like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. <laughs> like, why you sound like that? I just thought that that was genius. Yeah. Of all the people, the, they could have put anybody in there, and they put Chet Hansen there because he was being funny at the damn Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Yo, that is, that, is, that is genius, yo. I, yeah. I just had to mention that because We've already, you already talked about it on what we watch it, but just for them to do like these episodes where you with earn a paper boy and then them, and then they'll give you because I think it's been two, it's been two episodes they haven't even been in. Mm-hmm. So I just thought nope. that I mean, it's been is three. It three. I think it's three. It's I think three. it is three. And I just think what they're doing, man, like that's that that's really dope. But shout mm-hmm. out to Chet Hanks, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that dude, that dude is wild. Yeah, and the in the in the dope version of it is is like it's showing you this like weird alternate reality where like shit work out for black people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it look, like, it look like it shit worked out for black people. Like, you know what I'm saying? The first episode that they did for this season was about um I forgot what the family was called, but the kids who got, you know what I'm saying, basically murdered um by the lesbian couple. You know what I'm saying, the white lesbian mm-hmm. couple. They, you know, saying took them for a ride, and then they just drove off the fucking bridge into the water and and killed everybody in the car. And then the second one was about reparations, basically. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying, uh, dude sued somebody, and the next thing you know, 
they was just suing motherfuckers because, you know what I'm saying, they family members were slave masters and shit. So I thought that was dope. And then the, the recent one where um, the little boy had the uh, the West Indian nanny, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, you know, it I, what I thought was dope about that episode specifically was the fact that, you know, his parents were so busy, you know what I'm saying, trying to provide this life for him and, and do everything for him that they really didn't have time for him. And the whole time he was really being raised by his nanny. So the stuff that he was talking about and doing when they finally had a chance to, you know what I'm saying, take over and actually have them, they were so confused because they didn't understand, like, you know, what is all this this boy is doing and talking about? And, you know what I'm saying? He he ate the spicy curry and, like, you know what I'm saying? He was so used to being with her and learning her traditions, you know, that – you know, they were and and then they were always gone and they were always absent. So finally when they had a chance to really clash, like you kind of seen that you could tell they knew that they were spending too much time away from him. Because yep. you know what I'm saying, he didn't really have you know what I'm saying, them in his life. And then on top of that, like they didn't really know nothing about him for real. Nah, man, he had to teach his mama how to rub his back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was so, like, you know what I'm saying? She does it this way. Yeah, so I mean, you know, that was a very interesting episode. Um, so yeah, shout out to you know, what I'm saying Chad is Gambino and you know, what I'm saying Lakeith Stanfield and uh Brian Tyree Henry and uh Zazie Beach, they doing their thing right now with Atlanta. It's uh, I know a lot of people have been saying that they didn't like they don't like the show because you know they don't understand what's really going on, but for me, I think that you know, what I'm saying the the artistic vision that they have with this show is genius. And I think that later on down the line, we'll be able to be, you know, having think pieces and conversations about the, and really it's a lot of it going on now, but later on down the line for sure, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be think pieces and, and um, conversations that, you know what I'm saying? They're going to have about this show. That's going to be really uh, prominent at the time. But um, my, what we watching, man, is just one. Um, I woke up last night around like, uh, 11, 12 o'clock in the morning. I fell asleep early and, uh, couldn't find nothing on TV. Couldn't go back to sleep and went on Hulu and, uh, went under the Fox section and saw a show that I was supposed to watch when it originally came out, but apparently I missed it. And I had mentioned this on an episode, I want to say around like, maybe January. Um, but it's the cleaning lady starring Elodie Young. And uh, if you don't know who she is, she played Electra in the Daredevil series, the Daredevil Mar- Marvel series on Netflix. And then she played the actual Electra character as well on the Electra series and um, on uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, let me tell you something. This show is great. Okay, so it's about this lady. Um, Her and her sister-in-law live in this house with their kids, and they're illegal immigrants. And they, you know what I'm saying, like they do like maid jobs around Las Vegas. Well, one night she goes to this one spot that she usually clean up for where they do like illegal fights. And the dude that runs the spot ends up getting killed, and she sees it. So they end up finding her. And then they about to kill her, but she tell him like, "Yo, 
don't kill me. I could clean that up for you, and they'll never know this happened. So, you know what I'm saying? She basically, you know, they give her a chance. She clean up the spot, speak and span brand new. So they like, okay, cool. Well, you know what I'm saying? Her son uh, has an autoimmune disease. I think it's that's what you autoimmune deficiency or autoimmune disease or something like that. So she's trying to figure out a way to basically get him the proper medical attention so he can be cured, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she ends up working for the dude that killed the illegal uh, fight dude. And she ends up in this Armenian, she ends up working for like this Armenian mob boss, but like her direct boss is this dude that's from Mexico. He ended up getting taken in by the Armenian mob boss. So like they end up like kind of falling in love, but kind of not falling in love. But it's it's a great show, bro. Then like her husband is overseas. He's trying to get a visa to come over there with them. And it's a bunch of stuff going on. It's a bunch of crazy stuff. She going through a whole bunch of stuff uh, dealing with, you know what I'm saying, her son and then dealing with the mob. And then at the same time, she get caught by the FBI and they using her as an informant. So now they playing ping pong back and forth with her. Like it's just it's a it's a great show. It, it to me it reminds me of the blacklist. Um, as far as everything that's going on, it's a bunch of like underworld stuff going on, and then on top of that, it's a bunch of you know what I'm saying government stuff going on with it. But Elodie Young does a great job playing the role uh, of I think her name is Tony in this one. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, she just you know what I'm saying she you could tell she really has you know what I'm saying stepped her game up from a lecture. She was dope as hell in the lecture. I'm wait. I thought it was gonna be like she was gonna be like this secret agent lady that was just like using the maid as a cover up because she worked for the government. But it's totally something different. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's called the cleaning lady. It's on Fox. Season one is uh, done. They have renewed it for season two. So I'm waiting for season two to come out. I got two episodes left. I cannot wait for this show, bro. This show is very good. So y'all go check that out. If y'all got Hulu, if y'all got Fox on demand, it's called The Cleaning Lady. Go check that out. Um, So, you know what I'm saying? You guys already know what movie we doing. Um, So it's really no need to try to get into that. But, you know, we're going to do it anyway. We're doing Get Out, man. This is a very interesting movie. Um, Came out 2017. The director is Jordan Peele. Um, of Mad TV fame, also of Key and Peel fame, um, pretty, pretty well known comic. You know what I'm saying? Does a lot of comedic stuff, and this is his first um, directorial debut. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people was questioning whether or not it was going to be good. What type of movie he was going to do? They didn't know he was going to do a horror, and um, it was a lot. I don't want to say controversy, but it was a lot of um, there's a lot of whisperings around this movie. You know what I'm saying? This was nobody really expected this to come from him, but mm-hmm. he ended up pulling it off and he did a great job. But basically the movie is about um a young black man who has a white girlfriend, goes off to her parents' house to visit the family. Basically, he finds out that the family is shifting the consciousness and the brains of young black people. Um into, oh, I'm sorry, in older white people into younger black people's body. So let me rephrase it. Let me reset that. So he's they're taking the brains and the consciousness of old white people and shifting them into younger black bodies. That way, 
they don't die off uh, as early as they should. And basically, it's, they're trying to find a way to continue life without uh, dying. So, um, yeah, this was, this was a very interesting movie. You know what I'm saying? Um, the movie is starring Daniel Kaluuya. Um, it's starring Lakeith Stanfield, starring Little Rail Howry. Um, it is also starring Erica Alexander. You may know her from Living Single. And it's also starring Allison Williams and Catherine Keener. So, get out, man. Do you remember when this joint came out? I do, man. I remember it very vividly, man, because, you know what I'm saying, at the time I was married to a white woman. So, <laughs> um, so you know, I, I seen it, and I completely understood it because once I seen it, and then people was like, what? This movie is classified under horror? And I'm like, yeah, you got to be it's black to understand horror. it. Like, it's not a white horror movie. Like, this, mm-hmm. this is definitely a horror movie for, for black people, especially black people who uh date white women yeah so it was it was um so when i first seen it man like i could only think about like yo like this shit literally could have happened to me mm-hmm. like i talked about this on the um on the coming soon i was like yo like you know i went to a small listen the city of kaiser is so small my guy mm-hmm. that my ex-wife was actually born in Cumberland, Maryland, because the hospital is so small they couldn't birth babies there. Oh wow. That's how small the town is. Damn. So like I was in a small town, West Virginia. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And like going in, like I said, I'm like the only black person in all the rooms, like all that type shit. So like when I first seen it, I'm like, yo, like like this shit is wild. Like it, it's really, really wild. And to um and to think that somebody like Jordan Peele was the one to put it together because see I was never a huge fan. Not that I wasn't a huge fan, it just I just never got into Key and Peele. Like mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? It, it's not that I didn't like it or didn't like it. It was just I just didn't really spend my time watching it. So right. when I seen it and I heard everybody talking about it, it was like, yo, this guy is a is a, a comedy, you know, savant. Like he like this really came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So um, watching it and and getting my first impressions of it, like I'm like, yo, like this is this is wild. And seeing it then in 2017, and then like going back and watching it for this pot, I know I, you know, we we both kind of say this a lot. It's like when you're watching it to enjoy, you watching to enjoy, it, but then like when you're kind of watching it, knowing you're gonna pick some stuff out and kind of break some shit down. You kind of mm-hmm. notice some shit that you didn't notice before. So, um, you know, watching it this time, I picked up on some different shit, picked up on some different game. But, um, but what about for you, man? I mean, the first the first time you seen this, um, like how how did you feel about it? What was your first your, your first impressions of it? Um, so when I first, you know, what I'm saying, heard about this and uh, when it came out. <clears throat> I was I was kind of on the fence, you know what I'm saying? I knew who Jordan Peele was, of course, because, you know me, I'm the comedy guy, so I used to watch Saturday Night Live and Mad TV all the time as a kid. Um, 
And then once Chappelle show went off of Comedy Central and they got Key and Peele, knowing who they were from Mad TV, I would, you know what I'm saying, watch um, Key and Peele as much as I could. And then eventually I'd just start watching the clips on YouTube. And um, so basically that was just, you know what I'm saying, like just the thing that I would do and, you know, check him out through there. So when I finally heard that he was actually directing a movie and then it was going to be a horror movie, I... Can't lie, I was interested, but at the same time, it was like, uh, I don't really know where he's gonna go with this. Maybe he's gonna do like, you know, what I'm saying a, a, a scary movie type parody or something like that. So when I finally heard that it was actually gonna be a real horror movie, I got a little bit more interested in it. Um, and then not only that, like seeing it for the first time, you know, what I'm saying, I know you saying like dating white women, you know, what I'm saying is it's more. Um, relatable, but I mean, just in for me in general, it's relatable because we've all, even if we haven't dated a white woman, we've all been. I don't want to say we all, but a lot of us have been the only black person in the room, you know what I'm saying? And you know how that feels, you know, the 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 awkwardness and the the um the uncomfortableness, if that's a word, the the discomfort, there you go, discomfort and being in those rooms and not necessarily because, you know, of, you know, just everybody being white, but just, you know, how society is, you know, it's just something that's ingrained in you from childhood to adulthood with the way society is with, with, you know what I'm saying? Learning through history and everything else about, you know what I'm saying? Race relations. So being the only black person in that, you know what I'm saying? Vicinity it's it's kind of awkward, you know, and then a lot of times you don't want to be like you don't want to be the only one in anything. Like even being the well, f- not for me, but most people being the guy in an all female room is kind of awkward. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. or being a woman in an all male room, that's kind of awkward. You know what I'm saying? Or even a white person being in an all black room, even that's kind of awkward. So. You know what I'm saying? Like, just being the only one somewhere is super awkward. And then not only that, like, there's you don't have a real connection to the outside world. Because there was a lot of stuff in this movie that was happening to him to where he really couldn't, you know what I'm saying, link up with nobody. So, you know what I'm saying? That was a little weird for him, too. So seeing that, it was it was definitely kind of relatable for me, you know what I'm saying, outside of the dating white woman thing. Yeah, like I, I definitely felt him. Um, just be, especially, especially that party scene, like that whole mm-hmm. party scene. He was like so uncomfortable, and it's like, yo, like I know that feeling. And, and then it's also that whole thing of like everybody's watching you, watching your temperament, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, like being in those rooms, especially like, you know, me going up there and like meeting like her aunts on her mom's side and her dad's side and all that type shit, and everybody's looking at it like. You know what I'm saying? Y'all up here, I got this mixed baby, and everybody's trying to see, like, what does this dude like? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, you, you know, you, you fucking my niece. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know what I mean? And it, it, it's kind of awkward, man, like, looking at them and seeing how they're looking at me, mm-hmm. but then just also seeing situations that I've been through and actually seeing it in the movie. Like, for instance, like, when um when they're driving to her parents' house and she hit the deer, mm-hmm. and so the whole cop thing, yeah. Right. So this is what happened to me with my ex-wife. So I'm going and it's 
granted, heavy drug area. A lot mm-hmm. of drugs being sold in this area. So I went to go pick up my nephew um, from my cousin's house. So I pull up. And I said, I get out the car. When I get out the car, I see 12 go past. Mm-hmm. So I run in. Like, yo, um, I come to pick up my nephew. They're like, he just ran to the store. They're like, if you hurry up, you can catch him because he went uh, with my cousin Red. Mm-hmm. So I come back to the car. Like I say, you know what I'm saying? I, I, you know what I mean? When, when you there, you know. Yeah. So I, I'm telling her, like, listen. I said, now this is a true story, dude. I would not lie about this. No, I, I, I believe you. I'm like, listen, we're going to go down the road. We're going to bust this right. I said, they're going to pull us over. Mm-hmm. She's like, the fuck out of here. I'm like, listen to me. When I bust this right, they're going to pull us over. So I'm like, just be cool. So you know what I'm saying? Go up the road, bust the right, Woo-hoo! hit the lights. Mm-hmm. So she looked at me like, you gotta be fucking shitting me. And this is like her, either her first or second time being down here, because I'm still mm-hmm. in college at this point. This is either spring break or this is summer break. Yeah. So I pull over, cop got the car, he comes up, and he says, do you know why I pulled you over? I says, no, sir. He said, you swerved in the middle of the lane. I said, yeah, because there's potholes all over this road. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm swerving to Mr. Potholes. He tell me, well, you swerve too far. Right? <laughs> so he was like, <laughs> true story. So he's like, listen, I'm going to need you to get out of the car, put your hands on the hood. So mm-hmm. I get out of the car, put my hands on the hood, you give me the pat down, and he's like, is there anything in the car that shouldn't be in the car? I'm like, no. He's like, okay, stay there, keep your hands on the hood. So he walks around the car and he goes to her. And I told her, stay cool. Pull us over, be cool. Mm-hmm. So he walks over. Ma'am, can I see your driver's license? This motherfucker. I don't have to show you shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to jail. And she's mm-hmm. like, I ain't got to show you shit. I got a minor in motherfucking criminal justice. I ain't got to show you nothing. Nah, 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 mm-hmm. all this shit. And I'm like, man, I just told her to be cool. I'm like, man, here we go. So, like, seeing that situation where the cop at, you know, she, you know, he, she had, he had already gave, well, she gave him her license. Mm-hmm. And he asked for, uh, what's my man's name? For, asked for Chris' license. Mm-hmm. And Chris, he know he know the deal. He pull out the license, like I just got an ID. But here we go. And she mm-hmm. was like, "What for?" He wasn't driving. And it's just like he like, yo, like it's cool, you know, it ain't no big deal. And she was like, "Nah, it ain't cool." And I'm like, and now, don't get me wrong, she's right. But when you're black, we don't want no trouble. Yeah, man. And, and see, no and trouble. that's the and that's the for me that was one of the dope things about this movie is that how it showed all the vast differences of cultures, right? So even like, even when you had just said, like, you had your hands on the hood, you were straight, he patted you down, wasn't nothing going on. As soon as he went to go talk to her and she spazzed out, first thing you thought was, oh, I'm going to jail. You ain't even doing shit. But you just know, you know what I'm saying? You got that ingrained in your head, like, man, if she trip out, bro, I'm going to be the one going down. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, for that to happen, and I think, like, with in that scene, like that's the same thing he was on. Like, yo, like 
yeah, you gonna be cool. Nigga, he's gonna come after me. Like, I'm gonna be the one getting fucked up in this scenario, not you. Keep this shit cool. Relax. Exactly. And then she ended up eventually showing him anyway. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, why you got a West Virginia ID, but he got a South Carolina ID. So then she's like, well, look, we, you know what I'm saying, we home for break from college. Like, we mm-hmm. go to college together. And so then, like, his whole demeanor kind of changed. He's like, okay. He was like, so you from here, like, where did you go to school? And I'm like, hands on the hood. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I went to Greer. And now he want to be Mr. Nice Cop all of a sudden. Oh, well, you probably won't like me because I'm a volunteer coach at Burns High School. And I told you Burns was our rival school. Yeah. I'm like, I don't give a shit about none of that shit, man. man I'm trying to pick up my nephew and go home, man. Yeah, let's like, yeah. but it was just like, but dude, that shit happened to me before. I had got um, me and her on our way mm-hmm. back to school, got pulled over in, in Virginia. And uh, dude pulled me over, and he's like, what are you, very first question. Then asked me, how you doing? Hey, fuck you, nothing. Yeah. What are you doing in Virginia? I'm like, Man, I'm on my way back to school. He was like, school? He was like, where you go to school? I'm like, I go to Fairmont State um, University. He's like, oh, okay. So I guess that means that I was a model citizen because I'm a college student. And then, like, he just kind of, like, switched <laughs> up. Like, even his voice even changed. He didn't yeah. even sound the same. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. you know, it's like I'm automatically – and, dude, this happens all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on the interstate all the time. Man, I see Georgia, Florida, Tag. They, they, they just automatically pull you over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they think you transporting drugs or some shit. So mm-hmm. seeing that situation, dude, it related with me so much because it was like, yo, I've been through that. Mm-hmm. Like I've been through that. Like even though they technically are right, but they don't get the whole thing of like, yo, this situation can go completely left yeah. simply because I'm black, and I know that you, you know, you feel that you what you're doing is right, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, yo, like. Us as black people, we just want this interaction to go as smoothly and as quickly as possible. Right. So, like, I felt like I felt that scene so much, and like watching it again, like, damn, like, man, that shit is so relatable, man. But like, that was one of the things about this movie that I think that um that people, if you've never been in it, like, you can relate to it. But mm-hmm. I think that when you like actually have been in that situation. I viewed that totally different to like that that scene to me really did something to me because I've been in that situation personally mm-hmm. and it's just like yo like like this is wild like to actually put this in a movie like I, I, I think that the vision that Jordan Peele had I thought I thought that, that I thought that was really dope man like I, and I know for some people who has seen this movie, they probably never even really thought about that scene as being that important. But like for me, like that scene is is, is crazy. For sure, man. Like um the the one thing I related to the most was um his relationship with Jeremy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Having that that one white dude that wanna test you because you know what I'm saying, he wanna, you know what I'm saying, prove that he's the superior one because you yeah. know what I'm saying. If he if he if he get him a black dude, then he go around saying I I will you know I'll do that type thing like so I I've been in those situations multiple times you know what I'm saying I used to um 
live on the quote unquote white side of town where I'm from. We call it the east side. And I used to live out there and it'd be white dudes like all day long. Like that was their goal in life was to fight a black dude just so they can claim that they're tough. You know what I'm saying? Just so they could have that on their resume type thing. So like, or even if like, you know what I'm saying? Cause <laughs> out there, like they do a lot of imitation. So like a lot of them try to imitate being in the hood and they really don't understand. Like our goal is never to be hood. Like our goal is to get out of the hood. Like that's always how we've been. We've never been on some, Oh, I'm going to stay in the hood forever type shit. So like, even when I would have conversations with them, it'd be so funny because like they would approach me like that because of the way I dress. But then like, once I got to talking to them and you know what I'm saying? Like I start talking about books and shit like that. Then there was like, you know, you could tell like they got let down like, damn, man, I thought I, <laughs> I thought I had me one of them type, you know what I mean? But they, I mean like, that's just because they truly didn't know me. Like they don't, you know, they don't know who I am or what I'm about. It's just, my thing is I'm always trying to make a great impression with people. You know what I mean? My first impression for me always has to be the best impression. And then yeah. on top of that, that kind of throw you out too. So like if we do end up scrapping and you get your ass whooped, like you would know like, oh, okay, this motherfucker really can't fight. So <laughs> like just being around those type of white dudes, man, is just so funny because it's like, it, it'd be some shit that you don't even be caring about for real. Like they they'd be talking about, some stupid shit like if Jeezy is the best rapper, you'd be like, Jeezy, like, nah, I, I like Jay Z. I think Jay Z the best rapper. And then you break down how you think, you know what I'm saying, how you like this about rapper and like that about rap. And they get to talking to you like you don't know shit about rap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, sir, you just start listening to rap when you was like 16. I've listened to rap all my life. Relax. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, like dealing with that, like his Jeremy's character really was the one that I could really relate to the most because it was just like, oh yeah, I've seen this dude multiple times. Like, I I know exactly how this is gonna go. Like he's gonna be one of them dudes that he he learned a little MMA, want to fight you and shit and wrestle with you because you know what I'm saying he think he got an advantage on you. This maybe just all kind of weird shit, and it's so funny because it, it speaks so much to. Um, what my what my cousin likes to call white male fragility. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's an actual term or anything yet, but if so, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got to pay my cousin. But um, but it's white male fragility. You know how they feel so inferior to, you know what I'm saying, black black men, and, you know, they, they get the bucking up at us, like, for no reason. Like, even when, you know what I'm saying, talking about, like, the police – you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times when the police are pulling us over, they feel so intimidated by us and they think that, you know what I'm saying? We all like these gang banging thugs that they don't even realize like, nigga, I'm going to the library, sir. I'm not going no, <laughs> to go get no goddamn cocaine. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? Read a book, motherfucker. I, I got to go pay this bill off. I'm not worrying about shit like that. Like one time I got pulled over um and you know what i'm saying the cop older white dude he pulled me over and i'm telling him like man i'm going to work this motherfucker pulled me over because my muffler was too loud when they you know got the saying? damn fast and the furious shit nah it yeah. was just it, it was just a crack in the muffler it wasn't nothing i could do about it at the time i'm like man I'm, i gotta go to work and he like well uh with this muffler being loud like this you know what i'm saying you i'm like come on man i'm like i can't get it fixed if i don't go to work motherfucker took exactly. me downtown unfortunately uh i did have a suspended license and a warrant so <laughs> you know what i'm saying but just the fact that he pulled me over for like a loud muffler like come on bro 
Like I, I, I can hear the muffler. I'm not proud to have a loud muffler, my nigga. Like that's I'm not. I'm, this isn't a racing car. It's a fucking like ninety. It was like a ninety six Cavalier. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was barely a four door. Like, bro, nothing about this motherfucker is a racing <laughs> car, bro. Like, <laughs> what is barely a four door? That motherfucker is like a V two, bro. That motherfucker is horrible, man. I'm like nothing about this motherfucker is. I'm like, sir, I I just I just put five hundred down to get a new engine put in this motherfucker. Let alone the motherfucking oh. racing anything. Like, no, I just oh. literally it was on his third engine. You know what I'm saying? Like the wires and shit was nigger rigged in the car. Like everything about this car you could tell, bro, was just like horrible. Oh. And I'm on my way to work. I'm telling him, like, bro, I work in Vandalia. Like, I'm I'm going to ASPM for work, bro. And he still pulled me over. I was like, man, some oh. shit. So I mean, just like just that white male fragility, bro. Just the fact that like they feel so inferior to you. They feel so, you know what I'm saying, less than that they have to resort to violence or resort to tactics to make you feel less than so they'll feel better about themselves. And it's those type of insecurities like that really stood out in the Jeremy character to where, you know, Chris wasn't even, he like, that wasn't even the type of dude he was. Like, he was coming in being nice, shaking hands and shit. He was like, a photographer, man. That's what I'm saying. This nigga want to fight and wrestle. Like, man, get your goofy ass off me. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck wrong with you, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, just that type of energy is just so, it, it's weird to me. And then you, like, and then even with the dad, and I'm going to hurry up and finish so I can let you go, but even with the dad, Dean, like, he he still had that same white male fragility, but his was more passive than it was aggressive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could tell he was being, like, super sarcastic. He wasn't being, like, you know what I'm saying? He was trying to be too cool, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Trying to be hip, like, weird shit like that. I've even dealt with shit like that, like, at work. You know what I'm saying? Like, older white dude come talk to you, and they'd be trying to say, like, hip sayings or whatever. And I'd be like, man, that's not how you talk. Like, you yeah. know you don't say that. Like walking up to you, like, yo, what's up, son? First off, oh, not man. your son. Hey, we're not in New York. <laughs> yeah. Second, we're not in New York, my boy. Like, that's not how we talk. Nobody has said that in I don't know how long. Nigga, the Wu Tang is done with. Like, nobody talks like that no more. So, like, just dealing with those, you know what I'm saying, different types of, you know what I'm saying, insecurities and egos and. You know, they feel like you got the on one half, you got them where they, they feel like they got to be buddy buddy with you. You know what I'm saying? So they can stab you in the back. And then it's the other side where they feel like, oh, I got to, you know what I'm saying? I got to stand up to him because he, the, you know what I'm saying? The, the big, scary black guy. Like, it's, it's just weird, man. And then um, it's another one, too, that I have forgot. I forgot what character it was. But basically, it's just the one that's just flat out, like, just don't give a fuck, just don't like you. And I, we, we've we even ran across that, like, dudes be dropping off pallets at the job, you know what I'm saying? Because we use a lot of pallets and stuff. We use all those wooden pallets and stuff at, at our, uh, at, at work. And, like, dude just walked up, and mind you, it's just, it's me and, like, three other black dudes, we all sitting down on break. He just walk up, like, you boys know something, something, something. And we all just looked up at him at the same time, like, fuck this motherfucker talking to. You don't know where you at. So you're on the west side of Dayton. Like, you get beat the fuck up right now. I can make a phone call, get you beat the fuck up as you're leaving up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I've, I've, I've had to remind people of that a bunch of times. 
while I've been at work. Like, sir, we we not on the east side. We not out there in Zinia. Like, we are we are on the west side of Dayton. Like, I literally have family members right around the corner, and all I got to do is make a phone call. They'll be out here in like three minutes just to beat you up with me. Like, relax. That's fucking funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I I, I didn't fuck with Jeremy character. Um, <clears throat> but Dean though, man, like you right, like he tried to be too cool, and I just felt like he was he was uh, he was giving you hidden gems mm-hmm. that you know you you didn't notice it until the end of the movie, or if you right. even paid any, any attention, like when when he was giving him the tour of the house. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, like, this is my dad. He was like, my dad uh, would have been in that Olympics, that Berlin uh, Olympics, where Hitler was there, but mm-hmm. he ended up losing to Jesse Owens and didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I forgot how he worded it. Oh, he was just like, and he never got over it type of thing. Yeah. Like, that was a gem. Like, if you never seen the movie, you don't get it. Right. But then when you look at the groundskeeper, uh, you know what I'm saying, the whole scene. Walter. When Walter was running towards him when he was standing yep. outside, you know what I'm saying? You're not thinking about it. And like his whole and and I think that was the whole thing to kick this off. Cause see, everybody, well, not everybody, because some people probably got it. This shit didn't start with Dean. Mm-mm. This shit started with Dean's grandfather. Mm-hmm. When his grandfather got beat by Jesse Owens, he was mm-hmm. like, Yo, this is an unfair, uh, this is a unfair advantage. Mm-hmm. So the only way that I could be fast and this and that is I have to be black. Yep. And I think that the whole shit started with the grandfather of like, yo, like this is the way that I could do it. And then like when they um and then he tried to do the whole thing of like when he was walking with Chris and he was like, yo, I know what you're thinking. He was like, what you mean? <laughs> he was like, you know, black groundskeeper, black, you know, black help. He was like, you know, they was here to care for my mother and I just couldn't bear to fire them. So I just kept them on and all this type of shit like that. And when you, when you Chris, you have to play along. You can't be like, nah, man, that's <clears throat> bullshit, man. Like you, you walking around here, got them looking like slave owners. Like, like you can't say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. So Chris just kind of have to go along with it. And then the whole thing of I would have voted for Obama for a third term if I could have. That's exactly that's the shit I'm talking about right there. Like you're trying to be cool, sir. I don't give a fuck who you vote for. I'm boning your daughter. I don't care who you vote for. (laughs) You could vote for you could vote for the Martian man that lands in in the next century. I don't care. I got one up on you. Yeah, he like he said he said uh, best president of, of my lifetime, and you know. And I just feel like when when you go into the whole Obama conversation, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you're kind of overdoing it, man. Like you, you're trying to be something that you're not. Like exactly, you're trying to justify that you're not racist. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what that whole thing was. And also, like the whole scene of like they were giving you little gems when when the whole party had came, and they're like, you know, one guy's like, "Yo, black is in." You know what I mean? Like black is cool, and and this one lady filling the old that lady filling them up. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Checking out his butt. Like the fuck? Like you know what I'm saying? Like and you're not thinking about it. And it, well, some people are not thinking about it, but it's like yo, like she's filling me up, and like people asking me what the black experience is like, and all mm-hmm. this type of shit. It's like the fuck? Like what's, what's but see, to me, 
to me, I thought that was dope because the way that they, um, the way that they shot that particular scene. I don't know why I said that like that. <laughs> the way they shot that particular scene, I said particular. The way they shot that particular scene was um, interesting because it resembled like a slave auction. You know what I'm saying? You had people coming up, basically checking out the merchandise and everything else. And then they went on to later basically show like a, a auction. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like they was auctioning them off. And <clears throat> even when, you know what I'm saying, he had the interaction with Lakeith Stanfield. And you know what I'm saying? He would, you know what I'm saying, threw the fist out there and then he put the hand over it. You know, he was like, my nigga, was, you all right? Like, what the fuck <laughs> is it? Like, what is that? No, like, you no, know what I'm saying? no, the whole, no, the whole scene of when he was like, "Yo, it's great to see another brother here." And then the dude wife come up. He was like, "Oh, Chris was just telling me how it was great to see some, you know, basically another black person here." You yeah. like the fuck? Like, dude, this is supposed to be an inside thing. Like, Bro, what are you that doing? shit, that shit would throw me the fuck off. When I, if you go in for a dap and a nigga palm, like I do it now as a joke. Cause I think it's funny. Like anytime somebody do like that, I put my hand over it. Like because of that movie. But like initially, if somebody was to do that to me, like in the, in that type of setting, oh man, I know I'm in trouble. No, I look. I get that. But the whole thing of like throwing me under the bus in front of this white woman, that oh, yeah. is that that right there is like yo, like there's like inside things, man. That like I think that some people just want to understand, and I'm not gonna mm-hmm. get into it. Because you know what I'm saying, but but I, I did just tell told y'all one gym right there. It's like mm-hmm. if I'm the only black person in the room and I see another black person, I'm like, oh, we definitely got to talk. And and then I and I mentioned it to you, and and you tell another white person, like, dude, like like what is your problem? Like mm-hmm. that right there told him, like, first of all, the whole outfit that he had on is like, yo, like this is, this is weird. Like something's up with this guy. That shit was crazy. And like, you know, like he just knew, like, yo, like something's off. He was like, I know that dude, but it's just, you know, something's weird. Mm-hmm. So then, like that, that was one of the things that was that was very odd, man. And then, like the whole term of like, I think what this movie have done, if it's done, if this movie done anything, is it created a term. Oh yeah. That since 2017 came is is dude the sucking place. And it's here to stay. It is here to Yo, stay. This that term is not going anywhere. Like yeah. this is the one thing that's gonna get people like like when our kids get older and somebody say the sunken place, it's like, hey, I'll get that from. Get mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Like this movie is gonna be one of those movies that's gonna be like really gonna pass the test of time because just one term can get you to watch it, you know, mm-hmm. and then seeing the sunken place. And I think that that of all the things that right there is what make this movie a horror movie. Yeah. That <clears throat> now, I like the killing scenes. I like what, the way that he killed everybody. But that right there is to me, I don't know for you, but for me, that's the scariest part. Because if you can just sit back and really imagine that you are in this sunken place looking 
out of your own eyes and somebody else is controlling your body, speaking for you and all this shit. And you have to watch everything that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And you can't say nothing. You just, you, your self-conscious is just there. Mm -hmm. And it's like that right there, that is fucking frightening. I don't even yeah. use that word. I, I don't even think I've ever said frightening before in a sense. Hey, no, you're like, right though. That is frightening to, to sit back and and like to just watch somebody in your body and you can only see from from their your eyes, their eyes, however you want to say it. Mm -hmm. And then yo, that is man, listen, that is some scary fucking shit. What's even what's even more dope though was that, you know what I'm saying, um he took another trope from slavery and and I, I hate to say the word trope because it's not well, I guess it is. That's the best word I could use for lack of a better term. Um, and he used that he used the the master's wife. You know what I'm saying? That's to me who Missy was. She was basically the master's wife. Like, you know, a lot of times when um if you guys ever get a chance, I forgot what the book is called, but it's a book out there. You gotta Google it. You know, it ain't gonna be hard to Google some shit. But it's a book where they talk about um the white women of slavery. And how, you know what I'm saying, the master's wives were sometimes the most harsh on all the slaves. You know what I'm saying? Even when the master wasn't as harsh, you know what I'm saying, she would be, you know, like the one that was getting them beaten, doing all kind of shit, getting them killed, you know, just a, a bunch of different shit. And <clears throat> to me, that's who Missy represented in this movie because she was the one that was basically in control of everything. She seemed like, you know what I'm saying, she was the leader of the, of the fucking ring. You know what I'm saying? Hypnotizing Chris and getting him to talk about shit that he didn't want to talk about, making him feel uncomfortable. And then in the whole midst of doing all that, she was calm about the shit. That was, the, to yeah. me, you saying the scariest part was, you know what I'm saying, seeing outside. No, the scariest part is being one-on-one -on -one with this white woman who can hypnotize the shit out of you and make you do whatever the fuck she wants you to. Like, to me, that, that was the horror part of it. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like being hypnotized is one thing, but being hypnotized by a motherfucker who don't like you because of the color of your skin is something totally different. You know what I'm saying? And you trusting in this person in good faith because you know what I'm saying you here with her daughter, come to find out, you know, this shit was a whole setup. So yeah, for me that was the scariest part of the movie when they sat down and she started, you know, twirling that spoon, bro. I'm like, yeah, fuck that, bro. I'm not sitting down with no white woman drinking shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. If, if a movie, if a movie made, I already didn't trust white women. I I rarely trust white people. I didn't trust white. I don't never trust white women. So if a movie really made me not fuck white women, this is it, bro. Like that shit. Like white women are cool. Don't get me wrong. Like we can hang out at a bar or some shit. But like on some one on one shit or like we going somewhere, nah. Fuck that. I ride with everybody else. I meet y'all there, but we not doing that shit. I'm not oh, being man. caught with no white woman, bro. I can't do it. This dude is stupid. Uh speaking of hypnotized, man, at some point, man, we gotta do stir echoes. Mm -hmm. But um <clears throat> but yeah, she she was kinda like the ring because really she's really the key piece of, of all of this. Mm -hmm. Because even though the idea, like I said earlier, I believe it came from the grandfather. Mm -hmm. But I think what they was trying to figure out was how do we get this to work? Like, I think that they kept this is just my opinion. 
it kept being failed attempts. Like I think yeah. that you know probably <clears throat> there was always something missing. Like you know it don't work the way it's supposed to work. Like we're doing the whole brain thing, but mm-hmm. something's not working. And with them figuring out that there's one piece of the brain that has to be left behind. And yeah. that's the whole point of the sunken place part. So mm-hmm. she has to hypnotize you to where when she stirred the cup thing, that is the one thing that puts you out. And all you have to do is be into the sunken place one time to where she got you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's how the whole thing works. So she's really like the biggest key piece of all of this. Mm-hmm. Everything else can be interchanged. Yeah. Like you can get another brain surgeon. You can get another daughter to do this shit. Mm-hmm. I am now. Don't get me wrong, Allison Williams. She she cool. She cool. The, I felt that that is a recastable. They needed oh, yeah, somebody sure. else to to play that part because like, they could have got like Megan Fox and did that shit. Yeah, she, <clears throat> she don't she don't fit the description. Well, the the to me, I thought it was dope because you know what I'm saying for for what it is, she pretty average. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying. Daniel Kaluuya is a pretty average looking dude, so like that was a believable couple. Like if I he just showed up in that motherfucker with Jennifer Aniston, you'd have been like, "Hold on, this nigga got some money or something." You know that white woman. You know, what he didn't even have like, a he didn't even have a driver's license. Guy. Dude, he said I have he said I have an ID. That's he what said. I'm saying, man. That's my point. So I'm saying, like, to deal with her, like you could tell, like she just was. I mean, we we find out in the end anyway that she was a no good dirtball scumbag. But yeah. you know what I'm saying, just in general, like he looked like he could have pulled something that looked like that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but like, but yeah, man, like she, yeah, she was, she was definitely the key piece of all of this, and um, and and I like the way that she got killed. She got, she got the solid kill. You know what I mean? Um, and that was the the way that they did the kill scenes was dope. Um, but <clears throat> I like the whole backstory of Chris. You know, dad not being in the picture, mother mm-hmm. died in a car accident, you know, how he was stuck and mm-hmm. how he was very, he was very uncomfortable talking about it. And, you know, to for her to sit down and kind of force this out of him and then he has to have a conversation with, um, with the daughter with, um, what's her motherfucking name? Um, Rose. Rose. Had to yeah. have that conversation with Rose. Yo, Another scene that got me. Tell me, I gotta ask you this. So, after he discovered, because she made it seem like he was the only black person that she ever fucked with, right? And so he sees the door open, goes over, and discovers. See all these pictures, all these black dudes. Mm-hmm. And then he see well, he saw the groundskeeper, and he saw. Um, and he saw um what's her name? The uh the lady that was the grandma. Georgina. Georgina. Mm-hmm. So he's like to me at that point, I know you've been with her for four months, my guy. Fuck them keys. Fuck you. I'm walking until I can find something. And like that whole scene of like, yo, like you got the keys, she was like, Oh, they ain't here somewhere. Well, let's move, you know, let's and like he finally lost his cool because you know he he tried to play it cool mm-hmm. like you know Rose got those keys you know <laughs> Rose got the keys <laughs> Rose keys <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah 
And it's like, yo, she's not giving you the fucking keys, yo. Like, she you just saw it, my nigga. You just saw the evidence. Like, she told you she, like, you was like her first black boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You see all these pictures with her with these black dudes. One that you see outside, it ain't normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like when he was like, come on. He said, when, when he was talking to him outside, and just, ah, oh, man, I had all this shit in my head. I had it all ready for y'all now, and I forgot what it was. But he, just, just how proper he talked and and he he's using terms from the sixties, my guy. Like, yeah. come on, like it's, it's something odd about this shit. And he sure. knew it was something odd about it. Nigga had on a straw hat, man. No, no, I'm talking about the uh the, the uh the dude that was uh Walter. Oh, you talking about the groundskeeper? Yeah, it's like yeah. yo, listen to what he's saying. He's using just weird ass terms from the thirties. Mm-hmm. Like, like, come on. And it's just for him to think that she's going to give you the keys like you had to know at this point that she was in on it. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing. And I think that maybe he was just in disbelief of like like, nah. Like, you you didn't do this. Nah, fuck that. Listen, if her family in on it, she in on it. You, she just is guilty. You can't be sitting around waiting for somebody to reveal themselves. Yeah, man, and and look, we we've gone a long time, man, but we we got we got we got to get in the ride, man. Um, yeah, for sure. Rod, Rod, yeah, Rod is the smart friend that's you know trying to give him the trying to give him the real. Kristen want to hear. It. He told him from the jump, "Don't go out there, don't do it." He went anyway. At least um, take told, me with you, man. Damn, like you yeah, can't just be out and, there with a bunch of white folks by yourself, but nah, bro. Though, but nah, though, man. Listen though, I'm gonna tell you something. Man, Detective Latoya didn't have to do him like that though, because <laughs> he's sitting there telling the story, and she gives him the disbelief face, and so then she brings in the other cops, and now he's in it now. Mm-hmm. He's all animated, telling the story like he told the story nervously the first time, mm-hmm. and then the second time he's in it, and then they just bust out laughing, and she was like, "No, don't say I never do nothing for you," like. Come on, man. Like, hey, yo, that shit was fucking hilarious. Yeah. <clears throat> that was hilarious. But, yeah, he's the smart friend that's trying to look out for his boy. Mm-hmm. And But this is the thing, that You got to be a good friend to come up with that story because you have to know going into it, they going to think I'm fucking nuts. But this sure. shit sounds crazy. That shit sounds like some invasion of the body snatchers type shit. Exactly. Like, imagine you going into some cops telling that story to somebody. Yeah, they'd think you was crazy. Dude, they're locking mean, you up. It's, it's just one of those things, like, you know, he was the he was the friend that was just like, you know, you know, you, you know what they say about them, right? And you know what I'm saying? Like, he was just smart about everything that he was doing, man. You can't have your boy out here just lacking like that. And he, you know, you could tell he didn't want his boy out there like that. Unfortunately, he did anyway. You know, he went out there and almost got himself transplanted. But, you know, my man Rod came in and saved the day. You know what I'm saying? You never mess with TSA, man. (laughs) (laughs) This is true, man. Shout out to Rod, man. Like, everybody, everybody needs a friend like Rod. For sure, you know what I'm saying that that's gonna give you the real, 
mm-hmm. that actually care about you, babysit your dog, you know, while you out of town and all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like I said in the beginning of the movie, I just feel that the like you have to be from a certain breed to understand how this is a horror movie. Right. Um, it's not your typical horror movie that you see. Um, even though you know what I'm saying this is a Bloom House uh, film, like Jason Bloom was one of the producers on this shit. So I think even he saw the vision to even back this shit because yeah, right. and then the um because I noticed it when I watched when I watched it last night because you yeah. know when you watch us and other little shit, it do the whole spoon thing. And like mm-hmm. he even took that shit to a whole new level. Yeah, you know that's his uh tagline when he do. The, I think it was is it Monkey Paw? Is that what it is? Oh yes, it Bloomhouse. Uh, yeah, it is Monkey Paw. Yeah, like the whole Monkey Paw. Like he didn't do it in this one because it was his first film. Right. But now you know what I'm saying this one had so much success. Now he come up with the whole Monkey Paw thing, mm-hmm. and it's just shit, man. I don't even look at teacups the same. You know I mean, Fuck, like, I don't look at tea the same. I ain't drunk tea since this movie came out. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Look like that. I've been drinking water. <laughs> this dude is stupid. Nah, I'm, I'm still on the team, but uh, but yeah, man, like I just it's it's a very it's a very underrated movie. And and that's mm-hmm. another thing, man. You know, he come out the box like all his movies are just odd. Yeah. Um, you know, he got the note coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Daniel Kalula again. Yeah, us. He, yep, he got a he had now he wasn't in us though. Daniel Kalula right. wasn't in us, but he has a thing where, you know what I'm saying, he fucks with him. He fucks with Lakeith Stanfield. Mm-hmm. So this is another one of those things where you have that director, actor uh, thing. So yep. so that's going to be cool to see how that relationship develops, you know what I'm saying, and it keeps going on and on and on. So I think mm-hmm. that that's something to, uh, to, to see because even the scene, man, like Daniel Kaluuya, damn it. Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Yeah. Like even that scene when he was sitting in that chair, man, he was talking about his mom mm-hmm. and just, just like just the other stuff of like how he would just. I don't know, man, it, it's just like he, he is really a good fucking actor, man. Like mm-hmm. and um, I'm going to tell you how good of an actor he is when he was in Black Panther and he was doing the African accent. Mm-hmm. I forgot this nigga was an immigrant, was a British immigrant. Yeah, so I know he knows how to do the accent, but in my head I was like, "Damn, he doing a real good motherfucking accent." <laughs> <laughs> but then I keep forgetting. I'm like, "Wait a minute, no, this motherfucker is British. Like his people moved to Britain from from Africa." So yeah, that that's hilarious. But yeah, I was just sitting there like, "Man, like this nigga is pretty good." Yeah, man. Shout out, shout out to him. Shout out to Jordan Peele. Um, shit! Shout out to Jason Bloom, man, for even for even backing this film. You mm-hmm. know, because like, when everybody heard that it was gonna be that he was doing a horror movie, they was like, "This dude is a fucking comedian. Like, what right. he knows about horror?" I remember those talks, like before mm-hmm. this movie came out, where people was like, "I don't know if I trust him doing a horror film for sure." And the way that he flipped it, because he really gave you like his own genre of horror like this is just a mm-hmm. different type of horror movie but it's a horror movie for a certain demographic 
Yep. So I thought that that was dope. And then how people tried to kill him because they was like he's married to a white woman and he's trying to do like black films and all that type of shit. I mean, he would know better than anybody would get out would be about the end of his marriage to a white woman, right? You know what I mean? Like in my Maybe whole thing, like for research purposes, who knows? Like, like look, we don't know. But like I always because I was always I used to be in the middle of that, man, of that whole thing of like you can't do a no black shit because you mm-hmm. date or married to a white woman. Like I've been through that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, listen, to be honest with you, I probably know more black shit than you do, but you just think exactly. you know what I'm saying, reading the book by its cover just because things went down the way that they went down. But like, but I ain't mad at this film though, man. Like uh I, I think he can, I think he came out with the classic, man. Now, now honestly, personally, mm-hmm. I don't think he's matched this movie yet. Nah, Us I was agree good. With you. I agree but, with you. you know, we'll see. He got Nope on uh, Nope coming out soon, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, with Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya. Um, so we getting into um the rating system, man. Fire Flame Time. What do you give this movie? Um I ain't gonna hold you. I'm gonna give it a four. Um, mm. I'm not. I'm not really mad at it. it. It's not. It's not really any any criticisms. It's just more of like, um, I think she's good, but I, I felt that uh, they could have used somebody else other than Allison Williams. Um, that's the one thing. But I, I'm not. <clears throat> I guess because when it comes to when it comes to get out, it it really isn't a movie that I just like watch on demand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those movies that I, I honestly I kind of forget about it sometimes. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of giving it a four and not a four point five because it's not something that I watch a lot. So that's why I'm really giving it a, a, a four. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> for me, man, I'm giving it a five. Can't lie. Um, not only is, you know what I'm saying, it, not only is it a great movie to me, the underlying messages and on top of, you know what I'm saying, the, the surface messages, you know what I'm saying, it was a lot of good stuff in this movie. And, you know what I'm saying, like I said, it's relatable to us, but it's a movie for everybody. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's one of those things, like, if you have, like I said, it's it's multiple scenarios in this in this movie that you can relate to, and if you've been in any of them, you know what I'm saying. You you understand the the sensitivity of all of that. Um, whether you dated a black woman or whether you dealt with, you know, what I'm saying the aggressive white dude, whether you dealt with the passive white dude, you know, whether you dealt with the sarcastic, you know, what I'm saying the the sarcastic white lady. You know what I mean? Whether you've been, you know what I'm saying, at a white party and they're all watching you, they got their eyes on you, or, you know what I'm saying, when they was touching on them and stuff like that, you know, that could relate to black women's, you know, black women telling people not to touch their hair, you know, just all kind of different things that could be touched upon in this movie. And I thought that it was, you know what I'm saying, a very clever way of putting all that together. So I'm giving it a five. I ain't mad at it, man. Mad at it all. Really, you know what I'm saying? He started his own thing. Yes, indeed, man. So, um, um, coming soon, man. Next episode, we got 2067. Now, 
this is a movie that I had recently had watched not too long ago, and I thought it was super dope. Um, coming off of the um, oh, what's the movie with um the Project Adam movie? Yeah. Um, coming off of the Project Adam movie, talking about time travel and everything else. 2067 revolves around the same concept. It's about time travel, but this time and it's not about going back to saving yourself. This one is going back going forward, I'm sorry, and trying to save the planet Earth. And it's very interesting um, how they put this movie together. Um, it's on Hulu. You can check it out. You guys can go watch it before uh, before the episode comes out. That way, you know what I'm saying, you can kind of keep up with everything that's going on. So we're going to cover that. 2067, it's on Hulu. Um, that's the next episode. And um. If you guys like what you heard today, if you guys uh, like what you heard on any of the episodes, or if it's the complete total opposite, you can always hit us up via socials um, on Instagram and Twitter at ViewAnonPod. You can also hit us up on uh, Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. And to follow me, uh, go to Twitter at Schools Bronson. Hit that link tree link in there. You can follow me everywhere else. Yes, sir. Y'all can find me at uh, <clears throat> excuse me at S. Foster Eight. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Twenty eight minutes or less pod. That's on IG. Uh, still rocking with episode eighty four of the Twenty eight minutes or less. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was the Ozark episode. Part what well, season? Season four episode? What? Well, no. Damn. Season four part two, part two. of uh, Ozark. So go check that out. Let me know what y'all think of it. And. Uh, that's all I got for today, man. For sure. Also, if y'all have not watched Ozark, um, like me, you could listen to this and you could also talk to the people that have watched Ozark and they'll never know. That's how great these episodes are. So y'all go check out my guy on 28 Minutes or Less. He's giving you the breakdowns. He's giving you some, you know what I'm saying, behind the scene points that you can use and bring up in conversation uh, to make it seem as if you are just as much of an Ozark fan as the next person. Very helpful. <laughs> Very helpful. Sure. So, <laughs> for sure. Um, because that's I told you, but that's what I did. I told you last episode, that's what I did. I listened to that first part. I was like, man, Ozark is crazy, right? And I was like, yeah. And I was using all the shit you were talking about. That was like, man, yeah, I can't wait for the second part to come out. I'm like, man, me neither. Like, man. <laughs> <laughs> I watched like the first three episodes of the first season, and that was a wrap. I could not get into it, but um, yeah, man. Um, listen, thank you guys for your support. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, it's all greatly appreciated. You know what I'm saying? Without you guys, this would be just another episode in the wind. Um, but until next time, man, like they tell you in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut. <laughs>